Your ability to over-communicate in a sales presentation is your design to take leads from lazy salespeople. So what do I mean? Check this out. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today's a good day. I'm coming to you from the How to Sell Show studios, and we're going to go down the path of having the conversation about the power of over-communicating. And when I get to work with salespeople, I get to ride with, with closers and top producers, there's a big difference in between the way that somebody who's an average salesperson communicates and somebody who actually does a ton of deal communicates. And what it really comes down to is most salespeople are inherently lazy in their communication style. They want to say the bare minimum to get the most outcome instead of saying, what is the most outcome-based conversation that I could use to close as many deals as I have? Now, I have this belief that you really do need to have two types of sales presentations. One is the maximum conversation. What is the conversation that you would have to have with the most difficult person to have the longest presentation possible? And then... Conversely, what's the shortest presentation that you could have when you need to close a deal? And somewhere in between those two conversations is really the sales presentation that you need to know. But like you need to know the maximum, you need to know the minimum. And once you hear this content, you really can't unring the bell. You know, John Benson is a copywriter and I've heard him say this a couple of times. It's not your fault, but now that you know, it's your responsibility. And when it comes down to you and your sales presentation, this can happen for a few reasons. One, you weren't taught, okay? Let's just say what it is. Some sales trainers out there just are not very good. It could have been that you uh, weren't paying attention when you were taught. So like you, you take this, I wasn't taught. You have to think about all the elements and I'm gonna over-communicate this process with you. It could have been that you weren't taught. It could have been the way that it was said. It could have been that you weren't paying attention. Okay, now let's let's get into other things. You could be tired. You know, I don't deal well with people when I'm tired, and I really don't well deal well with people when I'm exhausted. I just don't. So I do everything I can to not deal with people when I'm tired or exhausted. And if I am, I remember, I got to put my game face on. Not all the time am I 100%. I want to be, I'm working at it, but it just, it doesn't work for me. You're hungry. You're hungry. When you're hungry, sometimes you start taking elements out of your sales presentation, you start, you stop explaining. You're like, I would rather go get lunch. I would rather go get dinner. I would rather have a snack. You're frustrated. You don't have enough content. The buyer's getting underneath your skin. You are tired. You are hungry. You don't have the skills. You're behind on deals. You're behind on revenue. You spent too much money. You have something going on with the family. You've got something going on with a significant other. You're just frustrated. Could be you're too excited. Could be you want the deal so much, 
and you think that it's a done deal and a sure thing, that you start taking elements out of your presentation. Now, when you take a look at all of these different elements, it takes discipline to communicate effectively. Now, one of the greatest people that I've ever seen have good conversations with content consistently over and over and over again is uh, Jay Abraham. And I have been paying attention to him since I was 19 years old, and his style has evolved over time. And what he does is anytime that he gives an example, he follows it up with four to five different words or two to three different variations of the conversation. Now, I, I had the opportunity to interview him, and I asked him a specific question about this. And I said, Jay, when you talk with people and you have conversations, you give multiple variations. And he said, Scott, I never know if I'm going to have the opportunity to talk to that person again. And if I need to, I want to make sure that they have everything that they need to know what they're doing. And I really thought about that. And I was like, wow, that's deep. Now, I've had the, the ability to go to his office, and he's got a collection of turn-of-the-century dictionaries from like 1890s to 1910, and he, he loves words. And so I studied his process of what he did and how he, he over-communicates, but it typically comes down to four or five different examples. So if you're like, hey, Scott, what's something that I could do in my presentation? Look for four or five different ways to give an example, share an idea, tell a story, uh, give an analogy, a metaphor, a simile, but look for more ways to over-communicate. You can use a thesaurus. You could use a dictionary. And what I see salespeople do is they're like, well, you know, this is how everybody else does it. Well, you're not going to beat the rest of your industry and overcome a lot of the problems that you face if you're doing what everybody else does. So here's the other thing I'm going to recommend. Record your presentation. Look at what you're doing. So in some states, you can record without permission. In some states, you have to ask for permission. In some countries, the recording rules are a little bit different. I'm going to say look to your jurisdiction, your government, your municipalities, and find out whatever rules you are. And if you live in a place, a country, a town, a city, where it says, hey, you need permission, ask the person you're meeting with. Say, look, I'm, I'm working on getting better at what I do. Do you mind if I record this so that I make sure that I'm saying and giving the right examples or doing the right things for you or giving you the right information? And sometimes people are going to be like, no. Sometimes people are going to be like, what do I care? Let's go ahead and get it done. Then what you do is you take this recording and you drop it into something like rev.com otter.ai, firefly.ai. These are all transcription services, whatever transcription service that you like. And then what you do is go read through your transcript and look to anywhere that you give an example, a situation, or a story. Like, hey, how? How can I expand this so that I can include more people into the conversation to make sure that they understand what I'm saying? They don't miss out. They hear. They see. They evaluate. And they're able to make something happen. Now, I will tell you that a lot of times objections happen in sales because the salesperson has overwhelmingly under-communicated their conversation. They, they, they took the easy path out. And what they do is they live on discounting to make up the gap in their presentation. There, I said it. Most salespeople have to discount to make up the difference for the irregularities in what they say, what they do, and what they show the buyer. You can ask questions 
to confirm what's going on. And I'm just going to give you a couple of different variations. You could build out an entire list. In fact, you really should build out an entire list. You could recap what the person's saying. So if I hear you correctly, if I hear what you're saying, what I hear you saying, there's like three variations right there. What I hear is, this is what you're looking for. Can you confirm that? And what you're going to find is when people are like, oh my goodness, you're listening to me. This is an element of overcommunication. You could ask for a reframe. Hey, could you ask me that another way? When you say that that item, could you share with me what you mean? Could you give me the gist of what I just shared with you? To confirm that somebody's all on the same page or to, to get them to a position of saying, here's what's going on. You could gamify the conversation. You know, under the right circumstances, you could give a quiz. You could give upgrades. You could give discounts. You could let them know that there's going to be quiz here at the end of the answers. Now, uh, I do have a contractor's license in California, and one of the things that's on the quiz to have a General B licensed contractor in California is there's two inputs when it comes to construction. One is labor and one is materials. So what I would do is I would gamify this conversation with the people that I met with when I was doing in-home sales. And I would say, look, buyer, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, there's really only two inputs in the industry that we have. We have labor and materials. And just so you know, there's going to be a pop quiz at the end. So what are the what are the two ways that we could price a job? And they would go, labor and materials, ha, ha, ha. And I would, I would reinforce this a couple of times in the presentation, and I would ask, like, just before I'd roll prize, I'd be like, okay, we're about to go over numbers. And I have to ask you, here's the time for the quiz. What are the two inputs when it comes to your overall cost or investment when it comes to this specific job that we're going to do? And they would go, ha, 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 labor and materials. Okay, so now picture this. We would get to the end of the presentation. We would get to where I would roll the numbers. And let's say it's $20,000. You go, whoa, Scott, whoa, 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 that's a lot of money. And I go, great. There's only two inputs for what we do. What are they? And they would go, labor and materials. And I go, okay, great. Which one do you want to give up? Then they would go, uh, it would be a gotcha moment for them. And sometimes they would turn it into an octopus objection where there was 20 or 30 other objections beyond the end. But I was able to to have the conversation. Now, your ability to over-communicate in any given situation, any given situation comes down to your preparation. How much do you role play? How much do you take a look at your own presentation? Have you ever watched what you do? Have you ever transcribed what you do? Have you ever watched somebody else's presentation and looked, hey, what could I use for an example that they're using? And a lot of times there are tools around you just laying on the ground. They're laying on the desk, but you refuse to use them. And, you know, one of the things that I like to, to share with salespeople is you can't be a victim and a closer at the same time. You have to pick a team. Do you want to be a closer or do you want to be a victim? Closer performer is going to say, I have all these tools around me. I have all these abilities around me to make some deals happen. What do I got to do to do it? Well, one of the things, items, pieces of information you have to know is you have to have the content. You have to be able to over-communicate. And in a world of salespeople that under-communicate, you can totally devastate your competition. You could overtake them. You can overpower them by a couple hours of work, by tens of hours of work or hundreds of hours of work, depending upon your field. And if you want to catch up to the best of the best, you're going to have to put in the work and the effort that most people aren't going to do. And the great news for you is most salespeople are 
lazy. I'm yelling this from the top of the mountain. Most salespeople are lazy. I wish it had like an echo effect. Most, most, most salespeople, salespeople, salespeople are, are, are lazy, lazy, lazy. And so for you, it becomes very easy to overpower, overtake, and overwhelm them because they don't know what to do. And then what's going to happen is they start talking trash on you because they don't understand what you have done to the work and the effort that you've put in. So they start calling you a liar, cheat, and a fraud. That's the next thing that happens because they don't know what they're doing and they want to blame you. So look around the next time that you look at somebody and go, hey, they're a liar, cheater, or a fraud. Maybe they're just better at communicating you. That's the real conversation. That's the asbestos underwear part of the conversation that you got to hear. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo. Mahalo.